There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi and welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly Sex in the City podcast where we take the questions of Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. As ever, you are listening to Juno Dawson and my dickalicious friend, <laughs> Dylan B. Jones. How are you, Dylan? I'm feeling long, pink and amazing. <laughs> amazing, <laughs> that's right. Like a beautiful rose. Um, ew. Um... <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I um, We were just talking before we hit record about Halloween. Uh, everyone went all out for Halloween this year. Um, and of course, by now we are several yeah, weeks on probably from Halloween. To, it'll be Christmas but, but, by now, probably. But. Yeah, basically. Um, with, with our amazing release schedule. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we've just been, in, in Juno and Dylan World, we've just been celebrating Halloween. Yeah. Um, I watched so many scary movies, but we also found time to watch season four Episode, I want to say... 13. 13? Yes. Um, the Good Fight. Yes. Where we will in, in attempt to answer the question, what are we fighting for? <laughs> well... Um, but, before, but, before, but before we get to that, um, Dylan, do you have a synopsis in a pot? I do, I do. So, um, Carrie, the main crux of the episode, Carrie features more heavily, I think, than usual in this episode. A lot of it mm-hmm. centres around her and Aidan... Um, moving it temporarily moving in together um which I had a lot of thoughts about but we can mm-hmm. we can get to that um and just the how they both get frustrated about living together basically in a, in a confined space or what they see as a, consp- a confined space um and um the cardboard baby Trey <laughs> Trey buys oh, Trey buys Charlotte a cardboard baby um Samantha uh, and Richard get a bit more serious and Samantha sort of is having issues acknowledging that and the implications of it. And Miranda is wondering whether it's okay to fuck a guy when you're pregnant with another guy's baby. (laughs) If one more person asks me that today. (laughs) I loved Um... the writing on this episode. I thought it was... I was like laughing like all the way through. I thought it was great. Me too. I think that that is my favorite line. Yeah. Cat carries. <laughs> yeah. Um, although that's a, mark it on your calendar. Carrie has a very feminist moment in that conversation. Mm. Um, but we'll we'll come to we'll come to that line um, later. Let's yes, like 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 you say this this one is about the perils of cohabitation. Yeah. As 
um, as we established a couple of weeks back, Carrie's building has gone co-op. Um, Aiden is buying her flat for her yeah. and the flat next door, which is owned by an amazing old lady who they ridicule and make fun of. Mrs. Cohen. Mrs. Cohen. Hello, Mrs. Cohen. <laughs> um, it's so funny that when you speak to somebody even like five years old than you, you are immediately like a small child yeah. talking to your elderly neighbor. I always try not to, I always find myself, I think we're all guilty of doing it sometimes, but I always try not to do it because I always remember when my English teacher, who was like, she was like 65, I think, she said it, she finds it really interesting that people talk to her like an old person because she still feels like she's 20. So it's weird when people talk to you like you're an old person. Uh, oh, it must be absolutely unbearable. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I do it to freak out Max. I'm like, are you warm enough? <laughs> do you want to drink, Mr. Gallon? It's, it's the most terrifying thing because truly that is the nightmare that faces us all. Yeah, at some um, point, yeah. Yeah, th- that is. I mean, God, we all talk about sort of you know, God, what's your worst nightmare? It's just getting old. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, we live at the bottom of our garden is a dementia care home. <laughs> Let me tell you now, if you're not scared of getting old, you fucking should be. Um, <laughs> not because of you, but because of how people treat you. And you too might be put in a home. You too might be helped down a flight of stairs by a patronising <laughs> neighbour called Carrie Bradshaw. But at least you can um, then say to them, well, that's a crazy outfit. <laughs> while wearing a really crazy yeah, outfit. Yeah. That's that's my favourite thing. <laughs> And because when you're an old person, you can wear what the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah. um, you can wear that anyway. We can all wear what the fuck we want. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, cohabiting is hard for reasons that nobody in this episode mentions. Right. No one is mentioning storage. Yeah. Although they do clean out her closet to make room. For, so I suppose... Well, they do, but- Indirectly. Why can't they just put Aiden? Why can't they put Aiden shit into storage? Like, do they not have big yellow storage? Again, this is a question for our Manhattan listeners. Mm. Do you have such a thing as can you rent storage? Because there was there was a brief possibility when when Max and I bought our house, and so Max was about to basically be evicted mm. because his rental lease had finished, and we knew we were going to be moving in. So there was no point in him signing up for a rental lease. So there was a brief conversation that if Max had had to come and live in my old flat, which was a very small one-bedroom basement flat, you know, would neither of us would have enjoyed it, yeah. but it, we would have had to make do, like Harry and Aiden, And we were just like, we will put your shit in regular storage. Um, and there's lots of them all over the country now. You can, and there are other storage facilities are available. <laughs> this, um, this, so I got to think we're not sponsored, sponsored. <laughs> by, by Big Yellow Storage. Um, <laughs> Side note, like, you know, like, every town has an urban legend. Yeah. Like, the Brighton urban legend, although I think there's probably quite a lot in Brighton, was about the woman who was murdered and her body was hidden in Big Yellow Storage. I bet their PR team loved that. <laughs> well, well, quite. You can store anything. I think that was their, that was, like, their catchphrase <laughs> at the time. Like, you can store anything. <laughs> um, and it was, yeah, some, some poor woman was, was murdered and wow. her body was put in big yellow storage but why that's that's bad but moving aiden's shit into storage could have caused them all a much happier time yeah because presumably this is a man who makes big ass furniture yeah so i'll tell you what aiden probably has storage yeah you would think (laughs) or maybe like a warehouse somewhere or Mm. um one of his furniture shops where he yeah, can keep so... things. Um, it's pro- I mean, it's an example of like them 
kind of defying logic a little bit for the sake of a storyline. Um, yeah, and it, I mean, it just makes it worse as well. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know about you, because on one hand in this episode, I found Carrie incredibly entitled yeah. and having, you know, real sort of traumas about nothing. But on the other hand, Aiden pouncing on her when she slides through a crack in the door saying, hey, when... popped out, where have you been? What's new? Yeah. What's the news? Where are you heading? I too wanted to have a nervous breakdown. Yeah, there were elements of it that I really identified with, as as I'm sure like anyone can who lives with 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 someone else, like with one other person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that it made me think because I was thinking of like my own little irritations, um, living with living with Chris. As perfect as Chris is, of course, if you live with someone else, you're going to have your little irritations. Mm-hmm. And then I thought of something that is never really addressed in Sex and the City is when I remembered back to when I had flatmates and all of the little irritations there. Like, has Carrie oh, has Carrie ever had to live with flatmates? I We haven't seen her living with flatmates. Um, and then I was feeling for Carrie a little bit. And then I realised, I was looking at their apartment and I was like, hang on, mine and Chris's apartment is considerably smaller than Carrie's one. That is, is it really? Yeah, we live in a small... Pl- we live in... It's it's how we can afford to live in Zone 2 in London. Our flat is tiny. Um, so, yeah, like, and it's fine. It's a lovely flat, and we've, like, found our groove here. But um, it did give me a little bit less patience for Carrie's uh, issues. <laughs> I mean, essentially, because I know, I know it's a real thing in America, but the notion of the walk-in wardrobe... Yeah. Let's, that's a small room. Yeah, you know, if if that if that was on Zoopla or Right Move, that would be listed as a second single bedroom. Also, oh, Carrie's walk-in <laughs> in London. I can I can honestly say Carrie's walk-in wardrobe is the same size as mine and Chris's kitchen. <laughs> God, that's God, London, yeah. London. If there's anywhere more depressing for real estate than Manhattan, it's got to be fucking <laughs> yeah. London. Oh, actually, Brighton has some very interesting ideas about <laughs> real bet. estate as well. When I when I first moved down, God, I looked at some shitty, <laughs> shitty studio apartments. I've heard it's almost as bad as London, actually, Brighton. Um, In some ways, even more deranged with some of its conversions so when i first moved down in like 2003 a lot of showers in kitchens okay a lot of here is your bathroom slash kitchen and the kitchen was just like one of those like hot plate things and i'm like that's not a kitchen (laughs) or a kitchen in a cupboard that was another one where it was like a room and then you opened a cupboard and there was a hot plate Uh, in the cupboard that's like oh my god like someone has died in this room (laughs) and almost definitely someone had died in that room but um, um, but to be fair, like it is a decision that Chris and I have like we made the decision to prioritize location over space. So mm-hmm. you know, like it's it swings around roundabouts. But yeah, that was it was just something that occurred to me with this storyline. <laughs> well, you see, we got on the other swing. Mm. So Max and I have sacrificed where we live. We've left Brighton, which is my spiritual home place, to live out. I won't say exactly where we live because we're, I'm the constant target of crazy turfs on the internet, but. Um, I live now outside of Brighton and yeah, that was, but we have a great big ass flat with a garden. So it's kind of, we, we chose the other way. And I, and I think one day, Dylan, one day we will have it all. I truly believe that we will have a beautiful flat in a city we love. Yeah. But until, (laughs) until our ship comes in, we have to make these little compromises and Aiden and Carrie's compromise is that they're waiting on Mrs. Cohen to get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I liked um, uh, 
their conversation when she was chatting to it about chatting about it to the girls um their conversation about the things that they do while they're, well, when they're by themselves. I was going to ask, Dylan, do you have any secret single behaviours? I do, but it's not very... It's not especially eccentric, I don't think. So I like to watch cookery shows. I find that extremely relaxing. So especially travel cookery shows. So like an Anthony Bourdain or a or a Harry Bikers even. <laughs> um, and I And I watch them and I eat crisps and I dip the crisps in brown sauce. <laughs> Oh my god! I was thinking that was quite normal until the Brown last sauce. two words. Oh no! Oh! oh. I'm afraid this is the last episode of the podcast. Judah can't look at Dylan anymore. It's something um, about like the salty. I just just the saltier the better. So he dipped in brown sauce. It's even saltier. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Um, Okay (laughs) Well mine will be quite pedestrian After that I like watching Pointless And eating eating sweet chilli walker sensations Oh yeah that's nice Um, And like Carrie And it's interesting Because I've never actually said this to Max That (laughs) I need 45 minutes When I get through the door to sit and watch Pointless And eat my sensations Uh But that 45 minutes I just have to myself Yeah Max doesn't talk to me while I'm watching Pointless. Yeah. Um, and that is, I do call it, it's my decompression time. Yeah. And I think I probably got that from this episode. Um, she's good at the, she's good at the end, isn't she? When she gives that speech, that little speech to him. And she says, like, yeah. I love you, but I just need an hour. She learns to communicate. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's taken four years and Carrie can now do what we have always asked of her, which is just say what's on your mind. Yeah. Be honest. Um... And immediately she she unlocks the problem she's created for herself anyway. But my other one, and this one is a bit weirder, I like to sit in a very hot bath with a cold flannel on my oh, face. Oh, okay. It's really good. You really do feel like Cleopatra. I would recommend it. I would not recommend crisps <laughs> and brown sauce, but I would recommend hot bath, cold flannel just on your face. It's really good. I think I should try that and you should try crisps with brown sauce. <laughs> try try dipping one of your walking sensations into some brown sauce. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I want to hear from um, listeners as well. I want... Please yeah. do. I was just going to say, please, dear listeners, please send us your secret single <laughs> behaviours. We, I think we all have them. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times I can't imagine you think they they are weird as well until so, yeah. usually it's only when you move in with someone and you realise that, oh God, I better not do that anymore, <laughs> yeah. that you even realise that it is weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, please, please do through at S-I-G-T-T podcast on Instagram and Twitter, yeah. please do send us your secret single behaviours. <laughs> um, I do. I also love a big shout out to all the purses with laptops (laughs) down Starbucks. (laughs) Yep. Been there. Um, Oh God. During lockdown, what I would have given to go and get a slightly disgusting oat milk latte from a coffee shop and sit there with my laptop. Oh God. I I tend not to. Um, now I have an off I have an office, but for years and years and years, I, in fact, I wrote a good number of my novels. Mm. Um, Stone of the day out now. <laughs> um, I wrote a good number of my novels. Um, in fact, please do buy Stone of the day. Um, 
you know, this podcast comes to you free. <laughs> yeah. Buying my novels <laughs> enables me to do this podcast. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you all. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I used to love it. I used to, I did, not a Starbucks, but there was a flower pot near where I lived in Hove. Uh-huh. And I used to love taking my little laptop down and I would get my little biscuit and my little coffee. Yeah. And there were lots of other people around me on laptops. And I don't know if they're all people who have recently moved in with partners or sort of like victims of very small city living. But it's just nice to go out and write in public places and have a nice bit of white noise behind you, kind of the hubbub of human life. Yeah, it's interesting. I was thinking this too, because I, um, for the first time uh, over the last couple of years, have been working out. I was always in offices. Um mm-hmm. And I've been fine with um, at-home working um, until quite recently when the walls of the flat really started to close in. And it really does just, like, it really boosts your, um, or for me anyway, it boosts my productivity, just being in a different mm-hmm. space completely. Um, headspace, it's a change of headspace. Yeah. You know, to me, even when I used to be five minutes from the coffee shop, that was, like, my commute. Yeah. So, you know, in that five-minute walk, I would forget about, boyfriends or friends and you know start thinking about right today you've got to do the chapter where she stabs the baby in the face you know or whatever it was I was writing that day kind of Um, the cardboard baby (laughs) the cardboard baby which we'll get to after the break but um yeah so I I I did you know I shout out to Carrie writing writing in Starbucks um I loved loved with every fiber of my being loved the big fight in the bathroom. She was so good. And you could see John Corbett was millimetres from corpsing in that he really, I bet they really struggled to get through that scene. Because it's so funny, the the dynamic between Aiden and Carrie is very different to the dynamic between Carrie and Big or later Carrie and Burger where things feel like very toxic and awkward. Whereas clearly these two actors were having the time (laughs) of their life and you know, Sarah Jessica Parker went big with the put on your ro- deodorant <laughs> and your rogaine and your really big kind of the me- physical the arm movements, yeah. Um. Five half-used deodorants. <laughs> the different smells. I love that he has different smells. Max also hoards deodorants. <laughs> so actually, does so does fans. so does Chris. I can see his uh, not deodorants but um, fragrances. Oh, that's different. I like I like a choice of fragrances because you have a night fragrance and a day yeah, I guess, fragrance. I guess. Um, but deodorant. <laughs> why? Also, Max, it's also shower gels. It's like we, we have like a buffet of shower gels. Like what the fuck? Just finish one, then get another. Oh God, people! It's, isn't it interesting what you find out about people when you live with them? Um, what does drive what what does drive you mad? Chris must do something. Um oh so um hoovering, he hoovers, I think, an inordinate like an unnecessary amount. Um <laughs> and and also um washing up. No, not washing up, doing his laundry. He 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 does the laundry like I would say once every two days. I think that's a lot. Maybe I'm gonna tell you why that would bug me, because it, this does bug me, especially in winter months. I can't bear having a house full of laundry constantly drying. Yes, that's, it, the, yeah. That laundry has to go somewhere, you yeah. know. And yeah, a ha- and it 
When your house constantly smells of slightly damp laundry, yes, that would absolutely <laughs> boil my shit. Just as wait, well, yeah. just like wait until there's loads of it and then do it. But um... ah, no, I think there's, I think there's a definite happy <sighs> medium there because um, you also don't want laundry piling out all over the mm. laundry bin and stuff. Mm. Like maybe every four days is a good time to do laundry. But I will say, I'm sure um, my annoying tendencies are far more annoying. Than oh, what do you think are. yours are? Okay, so that's my next question. What do you think your annoying traits are? Coming in at 5am, um, <laughs> um, leaving dirty plates around. Oh, Dylan. Um, yeah, there's a few. There's a few. Just covered in crisps <laughs> and brown, brown sauce. sauce yeah. <laughs> and he will verify that as well. <laughs> oh, rank. Mine are... My mood swings. Okay. <laughs> well, you try being on hormone replacement therapy for six yeah, years and I mean... see how your mood swings are. <laughs> um, so I, I imagine I'm unpredictable, mm-hmm. <laughs> and also like I change. I like my mood swings come on like the fucking a summer storm. In that, like one minute, I'm kind of like, "Where's the fucking remote control?" And then two minutes later, I'm like, "Would you like to sing me a song? <laughs> I love it when you sing me a song." Um, and uh, yeah, I do get. I get a lot of my. I take out a lot of my rage on inanimate objects as well. Oh, okay. So I'm quite chill around other people. That's good. But I'm like, if I can't find my favorite mug, heaven help us, you know. <laughs> but it's those um, things that push you over the edge, though, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. one, I felt absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous and like felt like Julianne Moore in like a in like a drama because <laughs> I like once I couldn't get a bowl out from under a bunch of other bowls and then I just gave up and just broke down in tears. I was like, and then you know when you just <laughs> laugh at yourself and you're just like, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> oh, sometimes sometimes it is the little things yeah. that just break the cards. And I'm sure I have a million other <laughs> um, hideous hideous habits. My hair is disgusting. Obviously, can you imagine? This getting caught in the drains. <laughs> so maybe about once a month, I pull out something that looks like a raccoon from the drain, and it's just a ball of my matted hair. Kind of. um, so yeah, also I'm disgusting. Um, I think girls are a bit more disgusting. We shave our legs. We have long hair. It, girls in bathrooms can be quite disgusting. <laughs> I think. Um, Sauce feminism. Um, that feels like a nice place to take a break, yeah. and we'll be back in two minutes. After the short muscles to talk about the other three ladies. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, welcome back to Sorry Got to Thinking. We are, this week, talking about the good fight. Mm. Um, Carrie says, what are we fighting for? Mm. Um... I think this is this is an easyish one to answer because living with other people is really hard. Yeah, yeah, but we're like, but we're fighting for it, like because it's worth it. I think, isn't it? We are social creatures. Yeah, it's it's really weird. I loved living by myself. I love, 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 loved it. Yeah, and that was one of my dreams because of Carrie Bradshaw. Mm. My goal for all of my twenties was to get my little Carrie Bradshaw flat. Virginia Woolf, a woman needs a room of her own, you yeah. know, and, and that's what I felt strongly that I needed in my 20s. But by the time I went into my 30s, I did want that companionship that comes from living with not just a roommate, because I would gladly never fucking live with another roommate. <laughs> um, because for the reason that you, you've got to be slightly political with a roommate or a flatmate, yeah. you can't just say... Pick up your fucking shitty brown saucy plate, you can't kind of you can't say that to a roommate, whereas obviously with a and this is part of the problem with Ari our um who? Aaron, Aiden and Carrie, which is kind of they kind of go below the bell, yeah. which I think couples do. When Carrie attacks his receding hairline. Oh. Oof. And then it, and then when she leaves, he's like looking in the mirror. Although <laughs> oh, he slags off her horrible Roberto Cavalli. I also reserve the right to keep questionable designer garments in my wardrobe. I did think it was wrong of him to like demand that they clear out her ward- her closet and to then crit- start like criticizing her clothes. I was a bit like, oh okay, that's bad behavior. And that dog should not have been left unsupervised yeah. around those shoes. Yeah. If he, if if that dog is a nurtured shoe killer <laughs> because you know the type some dogs do some dogs don't. Yeah. Pete clearly had a fall. <laughs> um he went straight for that heel. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they, they, the gloves were off yeah. with Carrie and Aiden, but I think we're social creatures. I think we are, I think we, something from our evolution draws us to sharing our caves. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, cause otherwise why would we do it? I mean, I, I have long looked at the dream relationship, you know, of Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter. Oh God, yeah. how they lived in adjoining Mayfair houses, I think it was. Yep. But then even they got divorced. So <laughs> so even if you do have um, a home of your own um, with like a connecting, I like to think there was a connecting door between their houses. I think I, I'm, you know, sure, I, I'm sure I read that it was a tunnel, <laughs> which is like... I, I love that for them. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, there is, and I will say this again, drawing on my experience of the last 18 months, which is the second bedroom that we, again, that was the choice. It was leave Brighton and get a two bed or stay in Brighton and get a one bed. Thank God in 2019, I have the sense to be like, I sense a second bedroom could come in helpful and share share and Wow. Ooh, yes, I'm a witch. Call me Cassandra. I saw <laughs> what was going to happen. And um, that second bedroom 
has probably saved Max and I. Fuck knows mm. if we'd have got through lockdown with two people working from home yeah. constantly with no way out. Yeah. And that second room was a godsend. And I, and I totally recognise that's a privilege that a lot of people did not did not have. Um, and Carrie and Aidan didn't have it. Mm. Um, but um, I can't remember how I started that thought, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest. We but, were just um, talking about, we were talking about, oh, well, we were talking about the question, what are we fighting for? Yeah, um, and it's hard. I think we, we are social creatures, but we also aren't very good at sharing our resources. Mm. And you fucking saw that last year as well, because at the first sign of trouble, look at what people started doing with toilet rolls yeah. and pasta. We went into some sort of like species wide freak out. I remember thinking at the time, yeah. like everyone's going to look up, look back on this and think it's mad. And I'm so glad that we now all are looking back on it and thinking. Well, we've it's just mad. done it again over fuel. Yeah. So I live in the southeast where the fuel shortage was really bad, and people, including me and Max, did go a bit funny because we were like, "Well, should we be stocking up on petrol?" Right. Kind of. Right. Um. God. And so I know a lot of people in London, particularly, who genuinely just ran out of petrol. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I think, again, there is something built into us as a species where we're just not good at sharing our resources. Yeah. And and I think um, that was really exhibited in the last couple of years where people, as soon as there was any notion of you might just have to share, um, <laughs> people got really very bad at sharing. Kind <laughs> yeah. of. Well, look at fucking Brexit. My God, we couldn't even share our resources oh, yeah. with the fucking continent. So oh. <sighs> um, <laughs> for our international listeners... Yes, we we are, we know. <laughs> yeah. We know what it looks like. And you're right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um But um I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault Carrie and Aiden for having a sticky patch. Yeah. Um it's it's more than understandable. The other the other three actually, shall we start with Charlotte and Trey? Because they are on a fight. Samantha and Miranda aren't so much fighting. Yeah. Whereas Charlotte and Trey are definitely on a fight. It's just And what did you make of the baby? It's just poor Trey. I mean he's try he's he just didn't know, did he? Like and um <laughs> it made me laugh as well, like his first like much in the same way as Bunny comes out with these ridiculous lines. He just came out with this ridiculous line where he was like, Bran Pominder thinks he snagged us at Orchestra Street orchestra seats to the producers next week. Bran Pominder. Um, Thanks, Bran. Yeah. But um, um yeah, it was just so clearly not yeah, not good. And then it got oh, worse and worse yeah. at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like it if I brought a picture of your penis? <laughs> they all know and they're just sick of hearing about it. <laughs> Amazing. And we are, <laughs> now you mention it. Um, yeah, I, I think it's hilarious. I mean, the scene where he presents her with the cardboard baby is actually quite chilling yeah. when... And Kristen Davis maybe doesn't get the same sort of respect that, say, Cynthia Nixon gets. That's true. Or maybe mm-hmm. um, Kim Cattrall gets as being an amazing actor. That's true. But actually, sometimes Charlotte does play it straight and it's very, very effective. And the, the scene over the dinner, so Charlotte invites them around for dinner and then it very quickly goes to shit when Trey rocks up by mistake. Yeah. But the initial scene where he gives her the cardboard baby and she has no words yeah. is quite chilling, actually, because it, what, it, what it really boils down to is Trey doesn't understand her at all. Yeah. 
and she is married to a man who doesn't know her yeah. and doesn't understand her and can't see her for her grief. That she 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 explains to him at the beginning that she's lost her dream. She's always assumed she was going to be a mother, yeah. and now that's been taken away from her. And so actually, their their marriage effectively ended last week. Yeah. When when he said he didn't want to try for children anymore, that was it. They were done. Yeah. And and obviously, there's going to be a few episodes where it kind of crumbles, but um, yeah, it's. Oh, it's done, sir. Yeah, it's done. I think what makes it—I um, think what makes that scene affected as well—is like at first it is it is quite quite funny, but then like very quickly becomes not funny. And as a viewer, mm-hmm. you're a bit like, oh, <laughs> oh, the mood shifts. Yeah, yeah the temperature drops Ooh, yeah. really, really quickly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't remember when do we say goodbye to Trey. It's a couple, only a couple of weeks away, right? I believe his last episode <clears throat> is all that glitters. Mm. Um, because of they he. Well, we'll get to that when we yeah. it. But his his time time's running out. Yeah. Um. For for Trey McDougal. Um. Now Samantha is very taken with Richard Wright's dick. Mm. He's in her furnace dick. Um, <laughs> I was going to say it was delicious. It was iconic. I found it hi- iconic. Her opening her like very Y two K flip phone and it just saying the word dick on her, on like the little green like LCD display. <laughs> But I still, I cannot get past the power dynamic here that he is her boss. Yeah, it's weird. I just can't get past it. It doesn't quite sit, yeah, it doesn't quite sit well with me either. Um, in the world, in a past Me Too environment, mm. their relationship, Richard shouldn't be sleeping with his staff. Mm. And Samantha, who also slept with her staff, if we remember, she shagged her assistant. Yeah. Actually, no, she shagged him after she fired him. Yeah, that's but true. Actually, Samantha did not shag her staff. Um, because she knows you shouldn't shag your staff because it creates an impossible power balance. Yeah. You know, what What if, you know, Samantha does something Richard doesn't like? Yeah. You know, does he, she get fired? You know, where's, where is her security as, as a publicist kind of? with a man that she's having sex with. It's a terrible fucking toxic idea. Mm. And then he even says, as a boss, it's an order. He even mm. uses his status to give her a command. I think it's weird. I think it doesn't quite... I think more more so than that, than that issue. Like, their dynamic just doesn't quite work for me. Like, I'm not particularly convinced, really. I can see why she fancies him, because he's a very, very powerful man yeah. who is sex positive and is, has a lovely penis. Yeah. And, do you want to know a little fact, Ed? Yes. This is the first full frontal male nudity on Sex and the City. I wrote that down with a question mark, because I wasn't sure. It is indeed, and it was quite a big deal at the time. In fact, it might have even been the first full frontal male nudity on HBO. Wow. You still see it less than female, I think, don't you, generally? Well, there's not really a lot of... There's not really a lot of full frontal nudity for stop. Mm. Um, insects in the city. We don't. We saw a few. I think like drive-by vaginas in that episode where they're at the health <laughs> spa, where yeah. we just see some women walking around nude, yeah. and that feels. And then I think Samantha has like one or two scenes, right? Oh, I have another fact. Ooh. Do you want to know another fact? Yeah. This was the first episode to take the World Trade Center tower, the Twin Towers, out of the oh, wow. title sequence. Oh wow. 
Um, yeah. So it must have come out in 2001 mm-hmm. or 2002. Yeah, because after the last episode of this season, they say there's a tribute mm. to 9-11. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think this was, I remember at the time this being a big deal, mm. that this was the first time we'd seen a flaccid member. <laughs> um, and bravo, it's it's about time. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you know, this is something, the the lack of parity in full frontal nudity persists like a Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know, where, you know, 10 years on from this, it was still very rare to see a penis. Yeah. Um, I wonder, I wonder if, actually, and what's interesting, of course, there, there is a much more lingering full frontal male nudity in the first Sex and the City film with Samantha's Yes. Beautiful neighbour in the shower, <laughs> yeah. which is almost quite gratuitous, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm like, almost like... Where she's like shoveling those um, nachos into her mouth <laughs> with that ridiculous hat. <laughs> but in, enough. Um, so, um, yeah, can, cannot cannot sign off on Samantha and Richard, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, and so that brings us finally to um, Miranda... And what's his chops? The guy. Um, I think it's Chuck, Chuck Bass's dad from Gossip Girl, I think. Oh, I think so. I think. Like, wait, I'm, go- I'm going back in. I've got <laughs> it open on my MDB, you guys. I'm pretty sure he's quite famous, I think, is that guy. <laughs> do, 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 do. I believe it is Robert John Burke as Walker Lewis. Bart Bass, yeah, it is. It's Bart Bass, yeah. yes. Sexy, is he dead? sexy is he older man. Dead? Sexy older man. Um, oh, he's been in all sorts. He's one of those people. I think he's quite, quite well known mm. in in America. Um, I mean, yeah, like good for Miranda. She. I was really proud of her, yeah. and I was proud of Carrie for saying it's your body, it's your life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there is no reason why pregnant women cannot have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, I, I googled it I just thought just, <laughs> just to make I've sure. not been pregnant <laughs> did you notice as well now I think this is pure coincidence yeah. but did you notice Miranda referred to herself as a pregnant person oh no I didn't way ahead of its time yes. she says I'm a horny pregnant person oh do I think this was anybody being trans inclusive no. <laughs> Do I suspect some scriptwriter was, gosh, we've used the word woman a lot this episode. <laughs> Pregnant person. However, how inclusive. Yeah. Well done, Miranda Hobbs. It might have been Cynthia Nixon, maybe. Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was. But I do love, where do you think dimples come from? <laughs> <laughs> and again, just that whole sentence of, what if he's really big? Again, because so men are. <laughs> I really I really appreciated the dimples thing for being just like, mm-hmm. an actually like really quite disgusting joke that like, I'd be shocked even now if like one of my friends said it to me, I'd be like, ugh. <laughs> but I think it's, it's one of those weird things like, and Miranda says, is it just tacky? No, it's no, not, whatever. you know, because how many people in the world aren't with the parent of their child, <laughs> yeah. kind of, and then go on to have a sexual relationship with someone else? Yeah. Um, and also, Miranda says, who would find a pregnant person attractive? Lots of I people bet. find pregnant. It's a bit of a fetish. You can get like pregnant porn and stuff. I bet, yeah. There's a um, fetish for everything, isn't there? Oh my god! If you if you feel the dreams, if you can imagine it, someone's into it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. correct. Um, 
But um, I was really, and he recurs, he comes back. Mm. Um, I believe he comes back and has another moment when she's very heavily pregnant later in the series. I think he returns. Yeah, I think I remember And that. he's quite upset about why she's kind of ghosted him. Mm. And it's because, you know, she didn't want him to know she was prego. Yeah. Um, but it's fine, Miranda. Yeah. But, so maybe there's like a parallel sex in the city where she ends up with Walker mm. instead of Steve or indeed Robert Leeds, the one who got away. Mm. Um but yeah, that was I, I liked, I appreciated that part. Yeah. And all's well that ends well. Carrie Carrie ends up sat on Aiden's knee. In the chair. Um a previously unseen curtain <laughs> divides <laughs> yeah. her room. I did wonder like, about who, that. Who knew there was a room divider? I'm also glad that they brought up her two bathroom doors because I did think that was ridiculous. And I was kind of a mm. bit like it, it was difficult to work out where everything in her bathroom was if she had two doors. Because usually in a bathroom there's like the toilet against one side and then the bath. Yeah, like how mm. were there two doors as well? But, um... And and indeed why? And indeed why? Although it's kind of like it's kind of like almost an ensuite, isn't it? Yeah. Because I suppose she has access through her closet. Yeah. Somebody had to design that. I wonder who did. <laughs> there, there's a fact again. Trivia: Who designed Carrie's flat layout? Um, <laughs> yes. All 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 is well for Carrie yes. and Aiden at the end of this one. However, next week. It's the big things take a turn for the worse. Yes, next week we we join all that glitters. Uh-huh. Um, it's Murray Bartlett from White Lotus. He's going to grace us with his Australian gay presence. Yes. Um, I learned about open relationships from this episode uh-huh. and was slightly startled at the time. <laughs> um, so yes, do join us next week where. Carrie, Miranda, Samantha and Charlotte are going to go and appropriate a queer space. (laughs) So before we go, I've got a couple more listener messages. Um, Excellent. We've got a lovely lovely one from Carol, who hails from Lebanon. Um, Hi, Carol from Lebanon. And she says, hi, Juno and Dylan. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I live in Lebanon, which is still a homophobic and transphobic society. I was never, never homophobic. However, and I hate to admit this, I was quite transphobic. Thanks to your insights and to you, Juno, I am no longer transphobic. If you could change the mentality of one person, imagine what you're doing for the rest of the world. Thanks for opening Aww. minds. Love and kisses from Lebanon. Changing hearts and minds. And a huge, you know, sending out all our love to Lebanon. Things are really difficult in Lebanon oh, at the moment. They're having blackouts yeah. and things are not great in Lebanon. So sending sending all our love to you. Yeah. Um, and then just one more from Chloe in Australia. Very international, our listeners, now. I love this. The global house of sex and the city. <laughs> um, hi, lovelies. This is from Chloe. New listener from Australia. Just wanted to say I'm living for your podcast. I binged season one and making my way through season two. I'm a new mum of twins, and so life is pretty, pretty isolated and monotonous currently. But your podcast has brought me so much joy, connection, and escapism already. I feel like you're my friends. That's Aww, really nice. Oh, you are our friends. Yeah. It's... Online friends are real friends. Yeah. And also, um, if I wasn't living here, I would love to live in Australia or New Zealand. So mm. I'm hopeful, hopefully, as the world reopens a little bit, um, I'll be able to make another trip down under. Mm. Some, of, some of my happiest memories were from my last book tour in Melbourne. Oh, I've never been. I've heard Melbourne in particular is like beautiful. Oh, Melbourne is fit. I'd move to Melbourne tomorrow. <laughs> Seriously. Imagine Brighton with loads of designer shops. Ooh. <laughs> Imagine Brighton with a Gucci. If such a thing could exist. So until next week, take care and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 